Welcome back. This is your host Aureliano. I think today would be interesting to talk about hierarchy, more specifically hierarchy as explained by Jordan Peterson a few days ago. A friend of mine shared a link to a Jordan Peterson talk where he focused on the idea of hierarchy and how hierarchies are created and what the outcome of that happens to be. I think it's worth comparing Jordan's notion of hierarchy with a different kind of hierarchy that is also worth exploring and that's what we'll be doing today. Jordan Peterson mentioned that complex and even simple organisms move towards things and as far as humans are concerned we move towards things that we value otherwise what would be the point after all that um, this movement is towards things that we need and want so uh, movement towards things happens to be simultaneously also to value that which we move towards and that uh, we as a matter of fact always live in a framework of value and that this is the same thing as saying that uh, there is no life without value and that this uh, is a situation that we cannot escape from. It also makes sense that we are always at a given place and always moving towards another place that in principle has an advantage over where we happen to be at present. Again, otherwise, what would be the point to moving towards, towards something if it didn't represent to us uh, some advantage over where we are presently. And it's often the case that as we move from point A to point B, point A is a difficult place to be. It, more often than not, is tainted with suffering. Therefore, it acts as the incentive towards moving towards something that holds a greater promise for us, a uh, something that we perceive as being of a higher and better value for us than we are presently moving from. Okay, so far so good. It uh, makes sense to me and I hope it is also making sense to you. Peterson also believes that uh, suffering is a fundamental truth to humans, that uh, it is uh, undeniable that life is tainted with suffering, but that it's not necessarily the most fundamental truth. After all, he points out, despite suffering, people partially can and do often transcend suffering, and that they do so by pursuing things of value. If there is no value proposition, as he says, at hand, you have no meaning framework to justify the difficult suffering conditions in life. 
and it can be brutally difficult for people that don't have anything of value to move towards that uh, in turn provides also meaning for them in life and uh, well alleviates suffering. Peterson then makes the point that if there's no movement towards things of value there is no meaning present in one's life and if there's no meaning present in, in one's life there is very little purpose for living people in this predicament become embittered then resentful then even cruel and that it can get much worse from here he goes on to say that it follows that if we are to pursue anything of value given that we are social creatures we are going to do so in a public space we are going to be in competition with with others for that which represents value and that uh, once you are in competition with others or uh, even in cooperation with with others for that which is valuable well then uh, this uh, automatically creates a hierarchy it's a hierarchy of competence that uh, becomes uh, enacted it, uh, it's created okay so far so good makes some um, sense it does follow that given that we are social creatures and that we are gonna rub shoulders with each other as we compete and even co cooperate with others in order to pursue that which is uh, valuable it makes sense that uh, this is going to create uh, levels of competency uh, that will make some better at achieving that which is being competed for that which is uh, valuable and it makes sense because every time you have something that uh, is valuable and it uh, uh, creates this well this bullseye or this this goal right that uh, needs to be achieved there are going to be people that are going to be better at managing the tasks leading towards uh, effectively obtaining that uh, value of objective right oh yeah it makes sense and that uh, uh, that is going to be a minority of people that are going to be fantastically successful at pursuing that and that uh, unfortunately the vast majority will end up stacking up at the bottom of this competency hierarchy like it or not and here's where this whole inequality problem arises that if people are going to be rubbing shoulders with each other in the pursuit of what um, is held to be valuable well then you're going to have people that are going to be very successful at managing that pursuit and but uh, most people are going to be distributed at the bottom as Peterson mentions and this will create 
inequality. So here's where we could start talking about economic inequality, what we have at present in our society, but we're not going to go there because we are going to stay with this other kind of inequality that Peterson is also pointing towards that has to do with meaning in one's life and how meaning is, is derived. Uh, recall that for him, meaning is uh, derived out of how successfully we pursue things of value in life and out of that uh, meaning and purpose is is obtained. Uh, so it goes to, to say then that uh, if we are not successful at acquiring that which we hold to be valuable, then we are going to be lacking meaning and purpose in one's life. What we therefore have right here is an inequality of meaning and purpose in one's life because you will always have a small number of people that are going to be able to be very successful at successfully moving from one point of less satisfaction or less happiness towards uh, another point that holds greater value, therefore more meaning, therefore more purpose for living. I hope um, this is clear. Uh, I think it's clear to me. <laughs> Let's, okay, I think it makes sense so far, okay? <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me right here, please. Uh, interestingly, Peterson, in um, supporting this position, mentions Matthew. And I think you've heard this biblical uh, saying of Matthew that goes something like, uh, you know, to those that have everything, more shall be given, and from those that have nothing, everything will be taken away, or something like that. Um, Peterson goes on to connect this to other economic uh, principles or laws. Uh, one of them, I think, is um, you mentioned Pierre's Law, and that um, happens to be, be mapped onto um, this economic distribution kind of framework that is uh, supposed to successfully you know, I guess, uh, point out that you're always, you're always going to have this this pyramid, this unequal distribution of people that are going to be very successful, and uh, how is it that most people are not going to be very successful as they pursue that which is valuable. Uh, when he um, mentioned Matthew, this biblical person, in justifying this position, I kind of scratched my head because, you know, even though I'm not I'm not Christian, I, I kind of I was doubtful that Matthew, this quote from Matthew, was something that was uh, connected to economic principles. So I kind of I looked it up, and it turns out that. The most accepted interpretation of this biblical quote from Michael, I mean Matthew, is not what Peterson is making it out to be. That it has to do with 
gratitude, yes, gratitude, that the more that one has gratitude in one's life, the more that life will give to this person. And from those that have uh, very little gratitude for that which they have in life, that everything will be taken away from them. I may very well be missing something critical here with Jordan on this, and if I am, I'll be happy to be corrected on it. But it seems to me that Jordan Peterson here is saying that meaning and purpose in life is derived out of our successful achievement of that which is valuable to us. Uh, but then, as he points out, uh, most people are going to be distributed at the bottom that even here you're going to have this inequality of competence because uh, every time you create something that is valuable you're going to have this hierarchy of competence and most people are not going to be highly competent only very few people are going to be highly competent so it seems to me that he's saying that even with respect to meaning and purpose in life you're going to have most people distributed at the bottom of this competency uh, pyramid and you're going to have those few at the top that will derive more purpose and uh, meaning out of out of life because of the successful pursuit of that which is valuable now let me share with you what i find problematic with jordan peterson's position on this whole thing of purpose and meaning he seems to be saying that um uh, well look uh, if we're going to move towards something that we hold valuable um we're we're going to hold it valuable because uh, we desire that right the other, otherwise, how do we move towards something that is valuable if we don't desire that? But, you know, it turns out that as human beings, what uh, we generally desire uh, is for the most part, <laughs> you know, at least it's uh, we screw up over and over again because... Most of the stuff that we desire, it turns out that we neither need, nor is it fulfilling, or uh, does it bring about any sense of, uh, of satisfaction. And uh, the high is really in the pursuit, and it's not in the achievement of what we find desirable. And uh, it doesn't take long for us to, to become disappointed, and that as soon as it becomes vividly uh, real that uh, well that no real satisfaction as we thought uh, is there to be found when we obtain the object of our desires are you with me look um, I think disappointment is part of the territory of of desire that every time we 
achieved the object of our desires, it's inevitable that disappointment is going to um, be there waiting for us at some point. I hope that this is not anything totally strange to you, um, that um, is just part of the way that we function as human beings. As soon as we focus on any particular desire and we start to uh, divert all of our attention in that direction, because we are so convinced that some lasting satisfaction is going to be awaiting for us once we achieve that uh, that object of desire. And, you know, it turns out that it's, it's not like that. Um, perhaps this is where Peterson would, if this were to be pointed to him, it would be familiar to him, and his response would be, well, you know, then at this point you just divert your attention to another object of value and you pursue that and then what you're going to do is you're going to move from another point A to another point B that's going to hold uh, a different meaning and a different purpose for you to uh, to your life. I mean that could be that you know he would say that and also in all fairness to Jordan Peterson it could be pointed out that he's referring to human endeavors in the fields of economics and technology and the arts and academia and uh, anything where humans rub shoulders with each other as they pursue, as they right, go after different points of value, that that's what he's referring to. The competency hierarchies that are created as humans move towards one lesser point to a greater point of value and that uh, that is his I guess position but he's talking about deriving right purpose and meaning existential purpose and meaning out of those pursuits he's not saying look there is inherent value already that is uh, that can't be measured that uh, uh, humans can derive meaning and purpose from. He's not saying that. He's not saying, look, as a default, something is there already that is God-given, and, and then simply we just pursue, we just go after uh, other points of, of value that add to that default. Am I making sense here? Jordan, after all, addresses this point A as being a painful and difficult place to be, tainted with suffering as being a fundamental truth to uh, humans, and that moving away from that towards uh, something of greater value is where, as I said over and over again already, where meaning and purpose is, is, can be found by humans. So here's the interesting then difference between Peterson's position and the position now that I want to present to you, which is a uh, traditional Buddhist position about how humans derive meaning and purpose out of uh, their existence. 
So um, it could be said that um, this point A that Jordan is talking about uh, is in fact a point of suffering. That is, after all, uh, the first of the Four Noble Truths in Buddhism, that the predominant condition of humans is one of dissatisfaction, is one of suffering, is one of um, uh, us being not content with what we have, our present position in life. And uh, so Jordan's solution would be to move away from that, to, as he says, to transcend that with something that is uh, of greater value and uh, will bring purpose and meaning for us. Well, um, in Buddhism, uh, suffering is recognized, but suffering is not something to be transcended. Suffering is not something to be replaced with something else that uh, is not going to be suffering. Suffering is not going to be uh, transcended by going after another point of value that we find desirable. And once we achieve that, then our suffering will be replaced with something that is less suffering. It doesn't quite work that way in Buddhism. From this perspective, it's not a matter of moving away from point A, a less desirable condition, to point B, a more uh, desirable condition, and one where, where more uh, purpose and meaning will be waiting for us. It's not quite like that. It's much more a matter of looking at that point A, where we're at, and inquiring intelligently what makes this point A situation that we find ourselves in so unsettling for us, so disturbing for us, that we want to move away from this position to a better position in life for ourselves. It could then become, if we allow, a, an opportunity for us to ask ourselves what uh, is the meaning of this need to move away from this point A to something that is going to hold greater value for me? Uh, what am I doing? Where am I going with this? Why is it that uh, I'm becoming so anxious and so even paranoid, uh, neurotic about this? Uh, why is it that uh, um, I need to uh, move away from where I'm at? And uh, because this is so uh, wretched and so irritating and painful for me, and uh, it is so... Um, well, unbearable, that uh, I must move away from where I'm at and pursue something that uh, is going to hold better promises for me. So what we do is instead ask ourselves, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> what is happening here? And uh, there's some, um, you know, 
intelligence that uh, might inform us that if we were to move from point A to more to point B in the pursuit of better, shall we say, pastures, pastures for us, uh, that um, hold better promises for us, uh, this intelligent doubt informs us that we might very well be, once we arrive, once we successfully achieve that point B value, uh, that we might find ourselves very quickly in the same kind of predicament as we are already to begin with. So, again, from this point of view, then the more discomfort, the more of that need to move away from that point A to that point B that holds greater promise, the more anxious and the more drive and, uh, uh, as I said, paranoia and uh, no, that uh, neurotic <laughs> you know, drive to, I got to get the hell out of here, I, you know, to a better place. Uh, the more that we should become suspicious, uh, it acts as a red flag for us. It's almost uh, as if it were to say to us, pay attention, look at me. You know, what are you doing? What are you, what are you about to do? You've done this all your life over and over again, moving from this point A to point B because you believe that point B, once you arrive there, is going to, uh, right, uh, hold that uh, key for you, right, to happiness. It's almost as if, right, that call, that uh, cry to grab our attention, to look at that is being made available for us and indeed that's what we do we take a, a good look at that and when we do we use the uh, well the training of meditation where we sit on our well on our butts and we look at that anxiety at that restlessness at that need to escape one point and go in the direction of another point and when we do that slowly graduate little by little uh, we puncture something something is deflated something is exposed for what it is something is uh, well, we see the king with no clothes, so to speak. And at this point, from this perspective, then that suffering that Peterson wants to transcend does not need to be transcended because there's nothing to transcend. Uh, I hope this is somewhat clear. To you if not then it's my fault for not communicating this clearly to you suffering from the point of view of buddhism as a point a does not need to be transcended and replaced with a point b because from this perspective again point b is just going to be another reference point for another type of suffering. 
The idea here is to take a look at what suffering represents, what it points to, what it is asking us to perceive. Now, interestingly, something happens when this becomes familiar to you. When one builds that capacity to uh, remain, to not be jumping around all over the place, to not uh, go with that anxiety of, I have to move from here because this is uh, too much to bear, too much of a burden to carry, and I need to find another point to pursue that uh, will provide that additional value and meaning and purpose to my life that I do not have at present. When um, we train as such, then um, what we could do is we could uh, pursue any anything we want. <laughs> you know, at that point, you could uh, you can jump around from uh, uh, any point A and point B, as uh, Jordan is uh, referring to, and uh, it really doesn't matter because that reference point that truly brings purpose and value to your life does not depend on jumping jumping around <laughs> it doesn't depend on on going from uh, uh, point a to point b so that point b could become once again another point a to pursue another point b that just becomes kind of silly but you can certainly undertake any objective and pursue any objective because you uh, are in contact with and familiar with uh, that which brings purpose and meaning to your life that does not shift, that does not change with changing conditions. It is unalterable and uh, it doesn't move, so you don't have to move at all. I don't want to be unfair with Jordan Peterson at all. He is um, very intelligent and he's uh, striking this nerve right now at present with what he is putting out there for people to consider. Um, and I may just totally have him wrong on this and if I do then um, I'll be all too happy to, as I mentioned, to correct myself. But it seems to me that he is viewing all of this from the perspective of an intellectualist. I think that uh, his idea of coming to, to rest is to come to rest and engage thinking on these matters as well as he should. And I just don't think that he is... Uh, familiar with what uh, we as Buddhists um, refer to as the language of 
uh, you know, resting and uh, what practice means, what uh, mind training means, what developing uh, kindness and gentleness and being at ease uh, points us towards. And, you know, the guy's probably a very, very busy kind of person. And uh, uh, because he is uh, doing all of these things that uh, are engaging people and are uh, provoking people to think and uh, uh, consider what he's proposing and damn you know I, I'm envious I wish I could do that so I'm, I'm not trying to in any way really you know talk shit about him or anything like that I think the guy is doing some great things right but I just uh, you know this whole thing about uh, meaning and purpose as if it were to be some precious and uh, uh, limited resource that uh, people could uh, only access by rubbing shoulders up against one another to compete with these objects of value that are going to provide that meaning and purpose to your life and that, you know what, only certain people will uh, be able to um, uh, successfully obtain these, it just, uh, you know, doesn't quite work out like that. Uh, maybe, maybe it does to Peterson. And as I said, maybe I got this all, all wrong and I'm totally uh, misinterpreting what he is uh, sharing here. But in the meantime, we must leave it at that. Perhaps in a future episode, I could dedicate more time to discussing Jordan Peterson and his very provocative, tantalizing ideas. But for now, do take care of yourselves and thank you for listening and being patient. I do hope I was not uh, confusingly all over the place. And if I was, I would do my best to improve on this in future podcast episodes. Please do subscribe so that you are notified of new episodes as I share them with you. Have a wonderful labor weekend and do take care of yourselves. Adios, amigos and amigas.